G'day guys, welcome to this episode of Ask Jack D. In this episode I have a good friend of mine who also doubles as a comedian talking all things social media and influencer marketing. Stay tuned. You! G'day guys, welcome to episode 203 of Ask Jack D. We are all very, very pumped for this episode, aren't we Rosie? Yes, really We nice. are. <laughs> we have uh, a good friend of mine, an absolute legend, Mr. Jules Lund, Australian TV and radio personality. A lot of you probably know him from spending nine years on Getaway, five yeah. years with Fifi and Jules on radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, more recently on the Today Show, Today FM yep. breakfast show. Yep. And founder of Tribe, which connects brands with influencers. So in today's entrepreneurial landscape, Jules is a very sort of um, prominent thought leader when it comes to how do influencers become, you know, get on the radio, radar of great brands and how do great brands find the right influencers to ultimately amplify their message. And he's not a bad bloke either. Oh, beautiful. It was amazing. You read that I exactly do? as I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. That's exactly, I imagine, the legend. I don't think I've ever read anything. bloke. <laughs> Unreal, mate. It was Thank not, you. It was not a bad bloke. Oh. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> well, let's see if I can improve that during this interview. Thank you very much for being here. No worries, mate. I'm really glad you're here. Yeah, it's amazing. Nine years on Getaway, but I've never travelled as far as Mosman. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And the roaming mic as well. This is professionalism. incredible. We had technical abilities before we went live, so we're sharing a mic tonight, aren't we, Jules? It's so sweet. Which isn't bad. Yeah. It's not, you know. We roll with the punches around here. Rosie, how are you doing? I'm great. Excited for today. Good, good, good. Let's jump into the first question because we are on a little bit of a timeline, aren't we now? And as we all know and remember, Rosie's been uh, Very strict. incredibly strict. She's cracking the whip. Cracking the whip big yeah. time. Now. Yeah, yeah. Not only is she the star of the show, she's the boss. <laughs> Don't have any disillusions about what goes Does on. Does everyone like ask Jack? Do they ever just go, I want to ask Jack what Rosie looks like? Like is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's a good question. Yeah, that's true. We probably need we, the next the next phase of our show is camera on yeah, Rosie. She's hideous. That's why they're hiding her. Oh god! <laughs> Go find her on Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so this Take two. Comes from Mel's story. She says Snapchat's the next big social marketplace. How will brands engage with Snapchat influencers? What's Snapchat? Don't know. I think it's where you send photos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we won't be one. talking about That's that. That's the one. Next. Oh, hey. Isn't it amazing? Snapchat, it actually started as it was all about dick pics. That was what, like everyone, the way that people could understand it was purely around, hang on a sec, so I can send something sexy about myself and it disappears. Yeah. What if they screen or grab not. it? It tells them yeah. if they screen grab it. But they've still got it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You just got notified that they've still got it. So Snapchat, I mean, you're the king of this. I mean, you've been so how how much you fell in love with it? What about three months ago? Yeah, and I was probably well, it was probably around Christmas, which yeah, five six months ago. 
I, I, the thing I love about Snapchat is the transient nature of the content being so temporary. Don't tap that table, please. Oh, I'm tapping the table. <laughs> I mean, really, Jack. This is why we need to have a professional on the show. It's all about the future. transient nature of the. Sorry, guys, that must be really annoying for anybody watching this video. Well, they should have brought two fucking mics. <laughs> we did. <laughs> um. Lends itself to a more unfiltered sort of content production, yeah. right? Which is what I love in yep. terms of producing content. And it's also what I love to watch, yeah. which I think is probably indicative of the way most people like to consume content is raw, relatively unedited, relatively yep. unproduced. So you lose that plastic sterile element and you just get a, a, as, as real as possible insight yeah. into what's going on. What I love about it is that Instagram, you know, Instagram's only five years old yeah. and they have transformed 400 million people into artistic photographers, right? And what Snapchat's about to do, which is really exciting, is turn um, us into videographers, you know, yeah. to be able to tell a, um, a video um, story, I reckon is, is super exciting. Yeah. What was the question, Rosie? <laughs> 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 Something about Snapchat? <laughs> Oh. No, oh. Influences. See, we wouldn't have got to the point. Had no, I this is why. This is why we need yeah. Rosie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how will they engage with them? Well, the beautiful thing about that is, um, you know, a lot of people ask us in tribes. So we've got um, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. How are we going to evolve into Snapchat? And I often tell them um, lies. Uh, because I don't know. <laughs> but I'll tell you, I don't know. I'm going to wait till someone else figures that out, and I'm going to copy them. <laughs> I think the question is sort of hinting toward the fact that the, the, the searchability of Snapchat isn't great uh, and therefore you need to be searching for someone deliberately and then how do you know what kind of views they have? And so you need to go off views on... I'm tapping the table again. <laughs> it's, just, it's just an old habit, isn't it? You need to go off how many views they have on their story, right? Now, how do you verify that? Ask for a screenshot. Can they fake a screenshot? Yes, they can, but at some point there needs to be an element of trust in it. But I, I think uh, given... The, the high engagement of Snapchat, given the realness and rawness of the content on Snapchat, and given a little bit of ambiguity around yeah. the analytics, mm -hmm. all I'm interested in is where are people not doing it really well yet and let's go there. I don't view that as a deterrent necessarily. Yeah. I view that as an opportunity yeah. to get there before every other brand gets there. Yeah. And so you can kind of get that uplift. Yeah, have on. to. If you were a brand, you'd have to be figuring out that immediately because it would be so cheap. For instance, when Facebook yeah. ads first came out and even Google um, AdWords, all of these places were an arbitrage. They were so yeah. incredibly cheap. As Gary V, your mate, says, yeah. um, Gary V talks about the fact that there's just, even with influencers on Instagram, the reason why brands haven't been able to adapt to it is because there's just a 10% of ambiguity around it and they can't guarantee it. And there will be a moment where you can guarantee it, but guess what? Everyone's in there. Yeah. It's like, you know, no one's buying a stock tip out of, um, uh, out of uh, the newspaper. Yeah. Because by the time it's got there, everyone's, everyone's in there, there and it's no right. longer of value. <laughs> exactly so by the right. time everyone figures out Snapchat, you know, you, you, it's pretty much just an absolute free-for-all. Yeah. So get in there early, yeah. find your mark, and, um, and, and while it's not too noisy, 
um, find exactly how you can cut through. And how you cut through is super simple. It's exactly how everyone has ever created um, a following in every known way, shape, or form in terms of a medium, and that is give more than you get. Actually yeah. think about what you're expressing. Don't worry about who's hearing it and how many people you're gonna get to follow you, just talk. Yeah. That's how YouTubers became famous YouTubers. They were doing that when no one gave a crap. Yeah, yeah, so view the ambiguity and yeah. a bit of the discomfort and you know you need to navigate a little bit. All of that is a positive thing, uh, particularly for those who did jump in and have a crack. Absolutely. Beautiful. Rosie, Snapchatting, of course. <laughs> Is she? We'll, yeah, just, yeah. we'll just wait for the next We're going to have a sip of our beer, mate. Yeah. yeah. So we're um, drinking beer for the first time on Ask Jack D. <laughs> no, I've had um, beer before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had it. Years I've had beer. Have you? It's not like your house is the only one that has beer. I've seen other... I, you can go to a... You know pubs? Yeah. They give you beer. <laughs> Not that special. How's it? <laughs> okay, next question. Jules is on fire tonight. <laughs> Man, you were just on fire. <laughs> You're gonna come over more often. Well, I've had twelve of your beers. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take much. <laughs> Rose, let's go again. I was about to hit okay. the table. Okay, this one comes from Alison Coles from Facebook. She asks, <laughs> "We have numerous platforms on social media today. How can we use influencers proactively avoid white noise media?" and keep ahead with the evolving technology? I'm going to say video. Like, I still think it's so untapped, you know, in terms of how um, brands use influencers, it's, it's, it can be, there's only so many ways that you can actually play within a still photo, but video, video just opens that up completely. And then that'll evolve. I reckon if you get your, if you get your um, skills built in video, then it just rolls straight into virtual reality and augmented reality. I reckon that's the exciting area. You know, it seems like everyone could take a beautiful photo on Instagrams, it smashed it. Now you can be creative and think about, you know, like the fact that you're getting paid 50 grand tonight by Peroni because we're doing video influencing. 60. 60. Yeah, yeah. You said Did I'd I tell you 50? And I got yeah. 25. No, I gave you 10. Oh. Yeah. No worries. You're a bit, bit sketchy on I, the mats after your 12 beers. <laughs> I think that's how you use influencers at this point. Ask them to do something unique because I reckon those influencers that do that will actually stand out from the pack, which, you know, is, I think, um, needed at the moment because mm. it's all starting to look a bit same-same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think in terms of avoiding white noise, you want to avoid, you know, look at engagement and, and look for genuine engagement. You can tell by looking at, you know, you look for two minutes and you'll be able to gauge someone's um, genuine level of sort of conversation and dialogue that's going on on any given post mm. and, and go to those who have a genuine relationship with their audience. Yeah. And I know you guys talk, you know, at Tribe, one of the yeah. key philosophies is look at their content. You oh know, yeah. Is it is it is it native? Is it connecting with audience? Yeah. And use that as a key determinant as to whether an yeah. influencer is worthwhile yeah. investing time, money, energy into or not. I actually really like that 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 first thing you said. The second thing, not so much. But the first thing. Um, <laughs> the second thing I said was your thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I like the the uh, is that person responding like within comments. Like if you get a comment, like if you go through their feed and they're actually, they're not just going, all right, I'm going to put it up and then move off, but they're actually using content to start a conversation. 
and the way they evolve that conversation is through the comments. I think that's a really good way to say that they're connected with it. Yeah. And I'd, I'd, I think a lot of those top-tier influencers that are going off the charts, I think they probably just post now and I don't know if they would even read no. and blame them because a lot of, you know, there could be some nasty stuff in there. But I'll stop doing that, okay? I'll stop trolling. <laughs> Rosie. Okay, cool. So the next question comes from Rogue London. She asks, what are the respectable qualifiers in a potential influencer? Just kind of address this. Yeah, yeah. I, can, yeah. yeah. I, I do think volume is important. However, it's kind of a, 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 a balance or maybe a multiplication, whatever, between volume and engagement, right? I would yeah. rather somebody have 10,000 highly engaged fans, followers, whatever, uh, and have a great relationship with them. Then someone that has 30,000 and they bought them a few years ago and they're not engaging, right? Mm. So um, volume, quality of audience, yeah. quality of engagement. And also originality of content. Yeah. You know, there's some amazing, like we've got 3,000 creators within Tribe mm. and the ones that, I just can't believe people had a thought of that and they've committed to it. Like this one guy that just goes, his, his account is in my hand. And it's just literally photos of different things in his hand. <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't. Um, yeah, but it's incredible, like the creativity of, <laughs> of that. Um, look it up on Instagram. It's not as filthy <laughs> as he thinks it is. And then there's, you know, like one of our great um, content creators, um, Cheap Jokes, is, um, is, does um, stop motion um, uh, animation with Lego. And the, the, he's an influencer making a lot of money by doing these really creative things with all these little Lego figurines. That originality is awesome. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next question comes from Instagram from, someone, from a business called Elephant Financial. They ask, hi guys, would love to understand your views on how influencers can be used for service-based industries like us in finance where the lead time and process to getting a house is so long. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, so what she's asking is the fact that, you know, in, in a lot of industries, you know, if, if, you, were, if you were doing, um, uh, say, a really cool water bottle, you'd yeah. be able to send that water bottle out to the influencers and they'd be able to use it and all of a sudden, very quickly, they could create an opinion. And, yeah. and then they're using social media as the testimonial, that word of mouth recommendation to say, I've used that water bottle. It's awesome. Mm. Um, you should try it too. Mm. Whereas if it's um, if it's trying to get finance to be able to buy your own house, mm. um, it's, she's going to go out of business if she keeps giving out houses. <laughs> so there you go. Don't. Yeah. What was the name, Rosie? Um, Elephant Financial. Elephant Financial. Don't yeah. give away houses. No. That's 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 gold. That's yeah. Ask Jack Dig Gold. Well, she won't forget. <laughs> Elephant. I have a firm view around this, which is. There, I don't view service-based businesses, and we'll probably get a few comments around them, that's fine. I don't view service-based businesses from marketability, delivery, like there's obviously key model differences, there's key financial management differences, but in terms of marketing, and if we're talking about social media and influence and all that, so you've got something kind of like an activation that gauges or gains somebody awareness, and then whether or not they buy the water bottle or whether or not they sign up for a, for a mortgage through your organisation is dependent on the strength of the marketing funnel that you have behind that initiating thing, right? And so if you're selling Mars bars, the time to sale is quicker. 
If you're selling mortgages, obviously the time of sale is longer. However, it's just a difference in, in business model, right? Some people sell small volumes of high price, high margin items. Some people small sell large volumes of small cost, small margin items, right? And so, you know, you could approach somebody, Elephant Financial could approach someone like Jules and go, mate, when was the last time you moved house? Do you have any photos? Whatever it might be. Do you have photos mm. of it? Do you have videos of it? Or are you moving anytime soon? Or are you doing anything that is relevant to home ownership? And you could engage Jules. And then the strength of whether that converts in terms of conversion to lead, conversion to acquisition, is dependent on where do you then steer them to as a result of joining your tribe on an Instagram or on a Facebook. And, you know, and one of the first things that she would do as a, as a business in Elephant Financial is figure out how I visually tell this story because mm. obviously financial services is really just comes down to a document to say, right, we've got, got you the money. But it's the aspirational nature around that that she would be delivering in her brand, right? So she'd be saying, look at these beautiful houses. And she'd already be expressing that on Instagram. Yeah. There'd be pictures of beautiful houses and, um, and things that inspire you to go, you know what? Rather than renting, I want to go and, and, and start saving up and, and buy my own house. All you're really doing then is using influencers to expand and amplify those mm. same brand values that mm. you're using to visualise it in the first place. Don't feel like um, to get value out of influencer marketing, it all has to be testimonial-based. No. You know, it doesn't have to be a recommendation to say, I've done this. It can also just be able to say, it can also be like aspirational in nature saying, this is, you know, I'm saving up for my house. I want to use Alpha Financial because I've just sat down with one of them or I've been on their website and I've realised that they do things differently and mm, better. Mm, mm. And finally, I know, you know, how to understand it or they, they simplify things for mm. me. And particularly if, if they followed Jules Lund or whoever on a social platform and they saw that you were endorsing them, then there's also that trust factor yeah. there that they have borrowed from you. And so I, I, from, from an influencer front-end marketing standpoint, I completely agree with what Jules just said. Firstly, you're not selling home loans. You're selling the Australian dream. You're selling people's dream of home ownership. You're selling people's dream of having a family. You're selling people's dream of getting the dog, you know, mm. you, so you're talking about all of that. But in terms of your front-end marketing, it, it, it's no different to if you were selling a product. Rosie is on Snapchat a lot during this episode. <laughs> I think she's taking photos under the table of me and my beautiful legs, actually. <laughs> don't know what's going on there. Rosie, next question. Next question comes from Georgie Byrne. She says, I'm extremely excited that Jules has developed this great idea. What is the most important tip for growing your audience to be at the level where brands will want to come on board and work with you mm. to take you from that amateur level to a professional level? Mm. Look, um, it, one thing, I'll tell you a little story. One of the very first um, weeks of Tribe when we launched it was um, we had Sony Music Australia was in there and they were promoting the One Direction new album launch. And we put it in. And we weren't exactly sure who were going to submit content on it. There was a piece um, that was submitted, and it was by a girl in Tasmania. It was $2,500, right, for a piece of content. It was a girl who had painted 1D made in the AM. And I was at Sony at, at the time, and the marketing director said, oh, we just got one. It's two and a half grand. I went, oh, you might be selling that. You know, I didn't think they'd purchase that. Went into the meeting, came out, and she said, we bought it. And I said, why? Click through to the social feed, and um, this nail artist had, had created 1.5 million followers, right? And 
as you can imagine, for Sony, that was mind-boggling, that they were able to reach 1.5 million people exactly in their demographic, which were young girls. They love nail art, they love One Direction. So it was actually bang on. Yeah. And then I, I relayed that story to a lot of people and everyone said, oh my God, that woman just made two and a half thousand bucks in like five minutes. And I went, no, she didn't. She made two and a half thousand dollars in three years, mm, mm, right? So mm. she was giving, she was just only giving for three years before she had the opportunity to take something back for herself. So she was educating people and just, and at this moment, just because influencer marketing exists doesn't mean you can actually start and then just assume that you're um, of value to a brand. Yeah. In fact, going out there, it's like, you know, they say to people, if you go out there trying to make money, you never make it. Yeah. Go out and do what you love yeah. and the money will follow. Yeah. It's the same with building an audience and creating influence. Mm. You know, all these people that have succeeded have done nothing but give more than they take. Mm. And this is their reward. If you go in there going, right, how do I get that reward? Um, it just and and I got to I got to be honest. It's tougher in social media platforms at the moment to mm. start with zero. Yeah, you know, like Facebook, you could never do it. I don't think if you started with zero on Facebook right now, with the amount of organic reach that you get, and to be able to create that momentum, to be able to get shared and followed and liked, I, th I think it'd be really tricky. Mm, mm. Instagram has been amazing for growth, but now organic reach is um, is about to be stemmed as well. So, you know, what you got to do is. You've got to go to those places that is a gold rush. You know, where is there a boom and other growth? Where is everyone turning? And um, I would say that those those places are in in, in certain um, apps that are really exciting and are, are getting a lot of growth. At mm, mm, mm. Yeah, it comes back to what we were saying before, right? If Facebook is, although it's still a very high growth platform, it's a relatively mature platform now, which means free organic reach is essentially a thing of the past on that platform. Yeah. As we go to Snapchat, still working out the analytics of it, still working out the marketability of it. That's where, if your consumer is there, right, that's what it's dependent on, is where, where, where is the pond in which uh, the people you want to connect with are. But provided they are, go to the places that are developing now in order to reach those people early before everybody gets there. Mm. I think that is a beautiful place to end this episode. Yes, we are, we are late. <laughs> now, uh, what I want you guys to do is check out the Tribe app because if you're a brand looking for great people, they are there. If you're uh, on social and you're active and you have a good audience, then brands are there looking for you. So, Julesa, I was going to ask yeah. you, how do they find the app? That's a pretty dumb question, isn't it? Well, they just search um, Tribe, but we've got um, we've got about 3,000 content creators and I think there's about 150 live campaigns in there at the moment. So leading brands and, um, yeah, it's really easy. It's really fun. You've got brands in there like mangoes, like Australian mangoes. Like, to be honest, who doesn't like mangoes? Like, create something visually beautiful and they'll pay you mm. um, for that content generation. So mm -hmm. it's a really cool place. Get in mm -hmm. there early, though, mm -hmm. because the more content creators that jump in there harder it gets yeah mate thank you very much no worries you're appreciate very welcome. you being here Good episode fun. banging the fucking table still episode 203 guys thank you so much for joining us we're now going to turn off the cameras and go do a live ask jack we look forward to speaking with you guys in the next episode we're going to do all that again you're going to do all that again i didn't even like it the first time neither did i 